Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. It's 11-11, Mike. Make a wish. Uh, I, I hope that Cody wins at Mania. Ah, all right, good. You got it just in time. Um, Yeah, lots of stuff coming your way today, guys. Obviously, we're talking Royal Rumble and the fallout from that and some other news and notes going on in the wrestling industry. <laughs> Was there anything else that happened this week? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to spark up the Google machine and figure that out. Okay. Um, We're talking uh, NFL coaching hires. Uh, Michigan has a new f- head football coach. Um. Lots of good stuff coming your way today, guys. First off, I just want to say thank you for all the support once again. Uh, hopefully, by the time you guys are hearing this, your Detroit Football Lions are playing for the Super Bowl. Um, you guys can listen to our, our preview episode that is available in the archives uh, in our Quick Hitter series. So, hope you guys have been appreciating and uh, enjoying all that extra content that we've been giving you guys. Uh, but, Mike, on that Quick Hitter episode... <laughs> I tease pretty hard that I have a very important question for you in terms of basketball. Um, and I think this is one that's really going to shake you to your core. So I really need you to be mentally, physically, and even spiritually prepared. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. My real question is, do you think Giannis Antetokounmpo has plans during the weeks of the Eastern Conference Finals and the NBA Finals. Mm. Does he have plan? Like, does he have like a cricket match or something to go to? Mm-hmm. Does he have a wedding or an event? Is there some type of fashion event he needs to go? Yeah, to? Yes, so we're talking. We're talking like end of May, June time. Yeah, like like yeah. does he does like is does he have a sister that's getting married and it's like a three week event? Like, yeah, I, from my best knowledge, I think his kid is okay. born around that time. Okay, um, right. I think yeah. I think he's turning like five or six. Okay, that's a big age. Uh, it's a big age. Yep. Uh, big big time. They might be going on a big vacation. Okay. Um. Well, he's we know he's going on a. Well, vacation. I know we know he's going on a vacation, yeah. but like it's probably going to be a big thing that you can plan months in in advance. Yeah, I think that was one of those things where it was like, hey, by the way, guys, like. This whole two months, I'm not available. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Okay. And, and he's probably got to get ready for um, the Summer Olympics. Oh, there you go. That's so, probably So he's it. probably got to right. go to uh, Greece. Greece? Yeah, I'm assuming. He's Greek, yeah. yeah so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably got to go play over there. So okay. he's got to get ready for that. That's and he's probably got to go warm up with yep. the national team and everything. Got to get that familiar with all the guys. Yeah. Because it's the only reason why I can imagine that the Milwaukee Bucks would hire – Doc Mother and Rivers yeah. to be their head basketball coach. So mm-hmm. we we went, we did this long roundabout jaunt to get to Doc Rivers is the new Milwaukee Bucks head coach, mm-hmm. and um, I am very flabbergasted. I guess is the, I almost texted you and I just wanted to go. I why mm-hmm. I, I could coach the Bucks to the second round to lose. Mm-hmm. That that's not hard. Oh okay, we're gonna play. You know, name a team. You know, at the first round you'll kill them, and then the second round you actually got to play somebody okay, and then. I don't I'll know. You know here, I was just saying. Here, here's the fun part. Ready yeah. for this? Yeah. Who who's gonna lose? Right, we're gonna match them up. Okay. Tell tell me who okay. who, who wins and loses this matchup. Okay. Second, right, yeah. two verse three. Okay. Doc Rivers led Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Or the former MVP Joel Embiid led 76ers. <sighs> One of them has to get over the hump to get to the yeah. conference finals. The problem is, is that Doc Rivers knows everything the 76ers are running, right? You would think he, so. He knows all their weaknesses because mm-hmm. he figured out how to destroy how them. How to exploit them yeah. when he was losing. Exactly. Yes. How, how do I 
accentuate the negatives and hide the positives. Exactly. Yeah. And Nick Nurse is like, we don't play defense. No, they do so, not. They just you know. hope Joel B puts up 70 every exactly. game. Exactly. So that's going to be like, you know, two I, blind it, guys. It's, it's going to be who wants to lose more, I think. Yeah, but exactly. I don't know who and wants And Doc Rivers to. is like, guys, relax. We're going to get to go home. Okay. Everybody wants to I'm, go home. I know, Dame. Dame. I know you want to go home. I know you're not used to playing this deep. You've only done it once. You've only done it one time, and that was a disaster. So, like, yeah. I get it. You're not used to playing in the playoffs. You're not used to having to play defense. You're not going to have to do any of that by the time we get We just got to get to the second round, and then everybody knows what – I'll do what I do is basically what's happening. So, um, you're saying we're going to see Joel Embiid I guess, I guess, and, and then that uh, conference finals is like, so Boston's like, oh, my God, this is the best day ever. Yeah, and then they're just going to go play Denver, and we'll talk about it later on in the year. Um, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I get it from the aspect of who was left, I guess, but seriously, I don't. He's shown no propensity to get any team no. on the right track at any level. Mm-mm. Like, he really hasn't. Like, if he had, if Doc Rivers had not won that NBA championship with Boston, do you think he'd still be coaching? It'd be a hard sell. It'd be a really hard sell. Uh, I mean, we got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, we, we, we got know, to the finals. Oh, we got to the finals lost. and lost. Like, we beat, a cool. good, we, get a, we beat a good Pistons team that one time. Like, yeah. you know, we, beat, just, we beat LeBron by himself. <sighs> it's just. I don't get it. I really don't no. get it. It's it's. I I'll be honest. Once he lost that twenty twenty bubble, yeah, the three one with Kawhi, Paul George, and them. Once he lost that, I went. All right, I think he's got it. like I I don't know how he right. signs anywhere else, right? Because that is like that has to. And I know no one ever talks about it as like an all time collapse, mm-hmm. but you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the same team. Mm-hmm. That's that's a collapse. Right. Like, and you had to win a, once, and you had to win once. You were up three one right. to a team like who now is really good, yeah. but four years ago we weren't considering, you know, Jokic as right. a top two player in basketball and all this stuff, and right. Jamal Murray being one of the most underrated guards in basketball. They were just a solid team with right. good coaching right. that was upsetting teams like Miami was in the bubble yep. because they had the young roster that wanted to be there and wanted to prove something, mm-hmm. um, in a very unique setting. Um, but yeah, after that, I went, I, I don't know how you get another job. If, if I watch that as like a GM or as an owner or something yeah. and I go, how do I want to get you know my next he, head coach? You know what he is? He's Jim Caldwell. He's, yeah. he, he's a guy where, look, if you want to bring Doc Rivers in to help a young team focus on a defensive mentality, right. And get them to a certain point. Doc Rivers is your guy, right? If you're trying to get that team on the right track, I think he's your guy. But at the same time. You know for a fact he is not getting you an NBA championship. It's not going to happen. He's he's like um, the previous Pistons coach. Oh yeah, Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey. Yeah. He gives me like, like the same yeah, vibe exactly. where in Toronto and yeah. in Detroit, it's like he'll get you to like a level X mark, right? But I don't think he's ever going to win a finals. And you see it when yeah. the year he leaves Toronto, yeah. Nick Nurse goes there with Kawhi, yeah. and they win a championship. Right. Like the immediate year yeah. he leaves, it's just one of those things where I just I think there's like a level that Doc could get you to. Yeah. yeah. And that's really it. It'd be interesting because I think in terms of players that he's coached, yeah. Giannis might be... Oh, he's the best one he's ever coached. Yeah, he like is. the best player. Like, I know and he he's complimented stuff, with a really good player that fits yeah. with Giannis, like a defensive guy who a really good offensive guy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, as a one-two pairing, probably the most complimentary pairing that he's ever coached with. Yeah. 
um, as a total team, I don't think it's as talented as the 08 Boston team. And, and, the, but, and, the, and the contract that he got and everything, it just feels like the Bucks panicked. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, uh, ooh, uh, It was uh, really ooh. awkward. The awkward part, too, was Giannis came out um, like right after Adrian Griffin got fired. And he was like, I have no problem with Adrian Griffin. And I went... So, what the so hell if you happened? have if you have no problems with him and and Lillard has no problems with him, he shouldn't have been fired. Right. So the, I mean, you had happened. to have had problems with yeah, him. Something had to because yeah, Giannis is big enough now to the point where it's like I don't want him. He's not there anymore. So I'm asking you this, and this is I'm like honestly like this is a legit question here. Mm-hmm. At what point does the NBA just start having player coaches? I mean, Seriously, like I'm, like legitimately, people have like thrown the idea for the Lakers to fire uh, him. Yeah. And just have LeBron coach. Seriously. And I'm like, I don't like, it's not that. It can't be worse. It can't be worse sometimes. Let's put put it like this, right? And we're going to talk about NFL coaching hires in a second. But NBA coaching hires, right? How many new coaches Mm -hmm. actually last? How many new head coach, not old retreads? We saw the retread cycle this year, right? Everybody just played hot potato and skipped over to a different team, right? How many new NBA coaches truly last where you go, okay, they can make a difference on a team and go, right? Mm-hmm. The last one was probably Nick Nurse and Ty Lue. Those are the last two that I can distinctly remember who were first who were not first-time head coaches uh-huh. who actually – and, and uh, Ty Lue had a lot of benefit because he coached LeBron those years, right? But, yeah. like, it's like those are the last two who are like, oh, we got pro- they got promoted – and then they've actually been able to yeah, now turn w- into something. Uh, yeah, I would throw in right now Mike Malone for Denver. Yeah, doing that. Oh yeah, that's true. Because yeah, yeah. he's yeah, yeah, like he's true. he's been there for a hot minute, yeah, but yeah. he's now he's at that point where he's didn't he one coach of the, in Minnesota at one point? Malone? He might have. I'm gonna look it up. Keep which going. might which might be a technical retread, but yeah, yeah. he wasn't doing much no. of anything in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm so like anyway. yeah. being like a newer coach like, that no one really knew of, mm-hmm. and now kind of sparking into one of the top like. Five six coaches in basketball. Uh, he was the Kings head coach at one point. Oh, okay, for two seasons apparently. Uh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. what were the Kings doing? Like nothing. Well, so it's the Kings. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I I agree with that sentiment generally yeah. though, where I think it's like Malone and then it's um Nick Nurse and then Ty Lue are the last three to right. really like actually right. get it, like do because we see it all the time. We see the random guy get pulled up. Right. We've seen we've seen player coaches like Derek Fisher, who like you know was a smart basketball yeah, player. Chauncey Billups. Chauncey and, Billups is somehow still a thing, right? You've yeah. seen you, but you've even seen guys like I'm going to take it all the way back to like Mo Cheeks, right? Who has had multiple stops at multiple different places, right? Where you're just like, good lord, like they're just it doesn't work. Jason yeah. Kidd, multiple yeah. chances. Yeah, I think the problem is, I think Steve Nash. How'd that work out? It's when you get the star player. Yeah. I think at that point the coach doesn't matter. Well, because in because, basketball, because it's like you have to almost run by your shit with that star player. When you ha- when you put that guy, when, there's only a few guys at this level, right? Mm-hmm. But like, if you have a LeBron. A Jokic, who I don't even think I think Jokic is one of the few. Who's like, well, what are we running? Like, just tell me what to do. Yeah, but like Luca is. Yeah, Luca's up there. But like Giannis, LeBron, I would say Kawhi. Probably there's probably some deferral. You know, Embiid probably has earned the right to be like, well, we're not doing that. Yeah, but like there's a there's a there's a group of guys, but it's like, how, how does this how does this work? Yeah, and I think I think the problem that teams run into now, and it's the the player movement mm-hmm. idea is. 
when you get a coach in there, like you don't like not every team would work with like a Spolstra who's like, no, no, you guys are going to do what I want you to do. Right. Because if you're like a Luca right. and you have a coach come in and go, no, 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 I don't care what you want to do. This is what we're going to do to try to win. Luca's going to fuck you. I'm out of here. Well, you know and, I mean? we, and we saw and that with those Heat teams, right, where they, they struggled early because Spolstra's trying to run the team. Remember there was all that talk like, oh, maybe Pat Riley might have to step in yeah. because this young guy can't handle it. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, eventually, eventually people yeah. like buy into it. And once right. you get people to buy in, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But get that buy-in from a LeBron and Dwayne Wade yeah. is like and a Chris Bosh. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, good luck getting these three big ego guys mm-hmm. to buy into a process that works because they're all so good individually, right. and they were all individual guys leading teams on their own side. So I think that's also part of it. Where if you get a player coach, most of them, like a Jason Kidd, just goes, "So Kyrie and Luca, what do you what do you want to do?" Yeah, and but I think, it, but it hasn't worked either. Yeah, it doesn't. No, I know. You know I agree I mean? with that. It yeah. doesn't work. But then also, if you got a coach come in and he's like, "No, no, no, this is exactly what we're going to do," mm-hmm. then Luke is like, "I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere else where I can join someone yeah. who lets us do whatever we want to do." Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now you lost Luca. Now Dallas has nothing. Yeah, I just with a I good feel coach. Like, I, I feel like in basketball, it's it's because it. It's so much different. It's like one of the few sports is it's very different where it's like you all kind of have the same job in 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 an aspect, right? Like you all have to be able to dribble. You all got to be able to like in football. You're not asking your center to throw a pass, right? You're not asking a left tackle to catch balls and like you know what I mean. Like you're very siloed in your responsibilities in terms of position Mm -hmm. groups. Where like in basketball, well, yes, that is the case in terms of yeah. Obviously, I don't want my my seven foot two center dribbling the ball off the court, but Mm -hmm. you all have to work within each other. So it almost lends itself to players having more control over what happens, right? Yeah. And how they want to do things. Um, it just feels like at this point, if the Lakers fired Darvin Ham right now mm-hmm. and they went, hey, LeBron's just going to kind of, we're not going to, like, we're going to have, an, like, LeBron's just going to take over. Like, yeah. he's going to be the guy. He's going to play. But in terms of, like, substituting, he's going to delegate it to this guy. And then after that's, that, and that's what I imagine if there was player yeah. coaches at one point, yeah. it would be where it's like, okay, we need you to figure out like substitution patterns. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like hey, if, I if need it, one. If, and it, then, if yeah. it got to the point where like we'll use the LeBron example, if mm-hmm. he was a player's co- or if he was the player coach or whatever, I would get to the point where someone's trying to like LeBron could be like, no, 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 we're not subbing out right now. And he yeah. goes, keep him out, keep yeah, him out, keep, keep him out, just like do whatever we want to do. Like he would have control at that, but also like on the minute to minute, it would be like, all right, like. I'm not going to be but able like to go, anytime LeBron's you're, you're on the right court, now. he's calling the play because he's going to be the one executing the play. Yeah. Right. Like on a timeout, you know, LeBron will just be the one to call a timeout. Right. Or tell him, hey, call a timeout, call a timeout. Right. Like yeah. something like because you can do that on the court anyway. It just feels like we're getting to that point where if you're an NBA coach, you better win a champ. If you have a superstar on your team, you better win a championship like year one, maybe year two, if you're lucky mm-hmm. or you're fired. There is no in between. There's really not. Yeah. And it, and then you get these old retreads where you go, like holy shit! Like how yeah. many times has Doc Rivers has been now? Where he was he was in Orlando at one point. That that didn't work. He went to Boston, had one had two three good years there. He went to the Clippers, never did anything there. He went to Seventy Sixers, never did anything there. And now he's here. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, there's the very few teams like I would I would throw out like OKC mm-hmm. and like Sacramento who's like gotten the coach and kind of just like OKC more Orlando's probably a team too mm-hmm. who's like just kind of organically like mm-hmm. built it kind of what people would say the right way yeah. and like have a solid coach in there with like yeah. good talent but no one special and they kind of ride that through but to your point like all of the top 12 teams 
like nine of them. Yeah. Are, yeah. are what you're well, saying. Well, and you, you you even see guys that are like that have been head coaches before that maybe had some success and then shit teams go get them, right? Like the Mike Cupchecks of the world, right? Where you're like, okay, great. Well, he coached Jordan at one point. So like that, that means something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like it's, it's really interesting how the, the lack of real development from a coaching perspective is there in the NBA. There is none. It, it, it's yeah. very much like, well, we'll give this guy a shot. Yeah. Sure. Well, and you even see like when um when Beeline went to Cleveland for that like really short time. Yeah. He was the guy who was like, okay, like he he was always known for developing the talent and like mm-hmm. making the best of everyone. And he lasted literally a quarter of a season. Right. Because he was just like, you're just not, you're this not getting it ready. Yeah. Like, and so I think it's just like the impatience of NBA execs to be like, we need to win like right now all the time. Where like if either you, you're winning or you're tanking. Yeah. There is no in between. Where like you're lucky if you you can be in an OKC spot where it's like, listen, I have a future. Give me like two or three years. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let's get rid of Westbrook. Let's get rid of Hart or not Hart. Uh, Paul George. Mm-hmm. Let's get all these assets. Give me like two or three years, and I promise we'll be good. Right. You get that like one for every like ten teams. Yeah. I, I just yeah. Like I just wonder how much money is being spent on. Fired head coaches in the NBA. Like Milwaukee's paying lot. three coaches. They're paying Boldenhoser. Yeah. They're paying this Adrian Griffin, and now they're paying Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. Two of which are not coaching in the NBA just because you're paying them not to. That yeah. is insane. Doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we spent way too much time on this, but I just think it's crazy. Like at some point, someone's just going to go. It should be LeBron. If they're going to do it, the it first should person be, will be LeBron. It to should do just it. be just be like if they ever went to that and just be like, listen. Can I, just, can I just do this? Yeah. You know First I mean? would be LeBron, and then, like... They did it in baseball. Why can't they do it in football? Yeah, Luka will get to that point at one point, yeah. probably. Because yeah. uh, I, would, I would say Jokic would be, like, next in line to do it. But Jokic, like you said, probably doesn't care. Well, I think he's just so laid back. He's like, look, as long as we're doing things that, are, that I agree with... And we're like, winning. And we're like, winning. I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Giannis would get to that point to do that, too, but... Yeah. It just, I just a few find guys, it I interesting. Think. Instead of hiring, like, I'm just ready for, like, why, why hasn't Ben Wallace gotten a head coaching job yet? We're just gonna Probably every other. Fu- you know what it is? Got to be a point guard though. That's the other key. Got to be a point guard. There is a lot of point guards who do Steve it. Steve Nash, Chauncey Billups, uh, Jason Kidd. Kidd. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Of Ty Lue was a guard. You know, Doc Rivers was a point guard when he played yeah. back in the day. Who else is a point guard that's gotten a chance that shouldn't have? Um, well, there's got to be somebody else. I don't know, but anyway, it seems like a lot of point guards. It does. Get it does seem like a lot of point guards get yeah. it. So you got to be a ball, like, how, ball how, dominant. <laughs> how many centers are there? <laughs> Literally zero. Phil Jackson. Yeah, guys. One, one with the Knicks, right? So that's there you go. Um, yeah, I just yeah, wild, it's wild, something. wild, 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 wild to me, wild. Um, all right, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's talk some NFL news. Got ho- NFL head coaching hires up the yin yang, Mike, mm-hmm. over the last week or so. Um, some of them were cool. Yeah, uh, as you know, as previously discussed, right, the New England Patriots hired Gerard Mayo. Um, thoughts on the Patriots interviewing Tanner Ekstrand, the Lions passing game coordinator, for their potential OC position? Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say you were going to really have to help me with that one because yeah. I've never heard of that name. Yeah, so he was. Um, so <laughs> some people, some people thought Tanner Ekstrand might be the heir apparent to Ben Johnson, uh, but that's not going to happen. If Ben Johnson, I'm here. I'm going to tell you this right now. If Ben Johnson gets hired for the Washington or Seattle job, uh, Scotty Montgomery is going to be your offensive coordinator. Just so we're all clear. Just accept that now. It's happening. So he's a running back coach. He's their assistant head coach. He was interviewing. He interviewed for Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator position last year while just being recently hired by the Lions. Mm. So 
he's going to be the one probably as their OC. I'll, I'll yeah. take your word for it. Right. So anyway, um, Gerard Mayo is the head coach for New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antonio Pierce is the new head coach for your Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, your yes. Las Vegas Raiders. Not Definitely not mine. <laughs> I could care less. Max Crosby. Let's go, baby. Yeah, there you go. Um, we've got who, who else is who else is signed besides the big name that I'm waiting to drop. Oh, Raheem Morris is now the Atlanta Falcons head coach. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Bill Belichick is like, nope, yeah. not you, buddy. Not you. Yeah. Um, um, Tennessee Titans have hired uh, Brian. Brian Callahan or Ryan Callahan? Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan, who former Lions quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. Stafford was here and, you know, made Joe Burrow a legend. So what is he going to do with? <laughs> Look f- how good Jake Browning looked. You <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, he had a a good, like, game and a half, and everyone thought that he was the heir apparent to Joe Burrow, so. (laughs) Because this is how it works. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Um, And then, am I missing any other ones? Yeah, the Carolina one. Oh, Carolina, yeah. David Canellis is the new head coach for the Carolina Panthers. formerly the Tampa Bay guy. Yeah, former Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers offensive coordinator. Um, A lot of, like, one-year. Yeah, and I want to get to Like, one-year OCs. Yeah. also, some coordinator news, right? It looks like Vic Fangio is going to be going to Philadelphia. He left yeah. Miami. Did you see um, Kellen Moore? Kellen Moore is going, going to be the OC. going to Philly yeah. as well. Don't right? know how I feel about that. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, I The Kellen Moore thing, man, you better make this work because now this is your third stop. Yeah. It, it was didn't, work, of, it didn't was work last year. I was, it didn't work last year, and the last couple for uh, Dallas, yeah. I was like, Ugh. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, that got a lot of interception. We saw Joe Barry get fired by Green Bay. Um there's a potential that not Brandon, a Packers fan, but God, he sucks. Brandon so. Staley might be interviewing for that job amongst other couple other ones, which you know, Brandon might be like, guys. We got to go for it. That, and, might, and that might help me out. Lafleur is gonna be like, knock it off. Yeah. Um, look at that Staley defense. Lafleur looked. Look, that's egg on Lafleur's face because you let Dom Capers go, or no? Who was their defense coordinator? It wasn't Dom Capers for him? Who was it? Because he hired, he fired their D coordinator, whoever it was, mm. and then he brought in. Joe, Joe Barry. Barry. Oh, he, yeah. he hired Joe Barry, oh, like, after he was already there. Yeah, yeah, And then that didn't work. Who uh, was there? I'll have to look that up after the show. But um, So Packers are going to be looking for a new D coordinator. The Bears have hired two new offensive – have hired their offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know that guy's name and a new defense coordinator. So they've just – they just hired everybody besides a new head coach, apparently. Um, who needs that coach? Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, wait, um, who, what team did you say that was? The Bears. That, they, did they get Shane Waldron? Yes, Shane Waldron. Yes, is this a Seattle yeah, guy. Yeah, Seattle. Yep, okay. Seattle OC. Yep, he's yeah. going there. And then I think I don't something Washington. I think is their D coordinator yeah. now. Um, but the biggest, I guess, news in terms of what we care about? Question mark. One Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of your undefeated national champion, national champion, Michigan Wolverines. He gone. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. He is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Probably taking Jesse Minter with yeah, him. Yeah, it's pretty locked in there. Um, thoughts on Harbaugh leaving? It, I, it's not necessarily a shock to me. I think we talked about it a lot where it's like, okay, if he wins the national title, yeah, there's a, probably a better than 50% chance. Yeah, I mean, I think the two choices were go to the Chargers or get like the lifelong contract at Michigan, stay however long you want. It was like one of the two. 
Um, I think I slightly prefer him actually going to the Chargers because if no. he just stayed there, I want I I don't want him to be like like an Ed Orgeron situation where like go Chargers, <laughs> where your team kind of like starts falling apart. But it's like you won a national championship, so we kind of want to keep you on for a little bit. Yeah, but your team's not as good. Like I don't want like. I, and then we got to hire Brian Kelly, who develops a Southern accent overnight. <laughs> it was really funny. What a guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's a Charger. It's good for him. He yeah, gets to no, work with Herbert. You know, it's an interesting it's an interesting marriage. I'm interested to watch his presser. I think his presser's on Tuesday this week. Um, I'll be interested to kind of see what the thought was. And, and we saw some rumors and reports that Michigan had a contract offer out there. You know, I think the big reason, more than anything, why Jim left is I think it's the same reason why Nick Saban left. I I, I don't think if you're a col- if you're an, if you're a Division One head coach anymore, it is going to be impossible for you to have any long term sustained success if you are not a top 15 program no, because of the way the transfer portal works now and mm-hmm. NIL and everything, like the odds of a team breaking through like Cincinnati did a couple years ago where you're just like, Oh, we just have a whole fuck ton of seniors, right. That are just ready to go. I don't think you're going to see that going no, forward because every team now it's like, it's a free agency pool now. Right. Where oh. it's like, Oh, I didn't have a great year this year. Oh, I didn't play. I didn't get to start. I'm gone. See ya. I'm gonna go find another opportunity. Yeah, I'll I'll say I agree with you. I yeah. will say I think the NCAA at one point will yeah. put some kind of cap or restrictions on. Stuff. I would hope so because when you have half a team that's leaving, just to, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I think there'll be some kind of re- like I think if you made a, even a rule where it's like you can only transfer once. Yeah, like in your right. in your college career or whatever, then it's like maybe after the first year you might be like, all right, let me hold out. Well, the old penalty member was if you transfer, you got to sit out. A sit year. out a year, yeah. but that's not even a thing anymore. I like know. You just what immediately I mean. transfer. Like teams could ju- you can literally at this point just go. I'm going to go to Texas to go to Cincinnati to go to Michigan to go to Michigan State and just transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Go wherever you want and play and then be fine. You could go to four different teams in four years basically mm-hmm. if you really wanted to. Yep. I think it's like if or you, you only be like the Miami tight end just played nine years in college. You see that? Yeah, guy? I saw that. It's wild. <laughs> I got to figure out the math on that one. Yeah, I don't know crazy. how that works. A lot of COVID, COVID injuries, injuries stuff. and stuff like yeah. that. But, um, yeah, I think I think once they put some restrictions on it, I do think there is a time where, like, a team could do it, yeah. but it's extremely difficult for, like, Oregon State to be like, right. let's let's get something yeah. because anytime you get any good talent, they're going to be they're like, gonna be like so, oh, Alabama? Well, Bama, here's the thing. I'm gonna, they're going to pay him, too. That's the other part yeah. of it. It's like, how do you compete – with an Alabama or a Michigan or a USC or somebody coming wait and going, knock, knock. Yeah, I was say to wait for that cap restriction right, exactly. where it's like, all right, you have $10 million to spend on all your yeah. recruits hey, here's or whatever. a $3 million check. Oh, you're Michigan Wolverine now. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, it's like, you know, and maybe Michigan it won't be as effective because, you know, they are kind of like a blue blood yeah, program. I mean, yeah, they're, they're one of the but bigger ones. Overall, so. though, I think that's why guys like Saban and Harbaugh left because they're such team builders where, like, I think Saban was went, this is fucking stupid. I think this is, I think he was like, I'm out. I've got a million national champions. There's nothing else for me to prove. I'm done. I don't need to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, he's like, yeah. I'll be here just to support. Go, you know, go Crimson Tide. No, one thousand percent. I think that's um, why. Yeah. So I think that, in addition to with any sort of NCAA sanctions that they may have tried to put on Jim, right? I think he was like, "It's not worth it. I want it. I've done it." And I, honestly, from a Michigan fan perspective, it's like he di- he did exactly what he said he was going to do, mm-hmm. right? He 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 got you a national championship. At this point, your stock is never going to be higher. And he's, now this is the third year in a row he's flirted, and now he's just finally made the leap, right? We, he talked to Minnesota. He talked to Denver the last two years. Now it's like, okay, 
you know, I'm going to go take this job. It just kind of feels like now, especially it's a lot easier to digest now that he did it. Yeah. Then if, it, if he would have left last year, I'd have been pissed mm-hmm. because I'm like, dude, like we have the team to mm-hmm. go do it. And you go and take the fucking Broncos of all jobs to the Broncos job. But now that he's done it, it's like, I don't feel like Michigan fans should be all that upset by it. It's kind of no. like, listen, he, you, you won a national title. He did. He was brought here to bring you back to the top of the pro of the of the heap, and he did that. It's yeah. I would equate it to like in the NFL stance. It's like yeah. when like Tampa Bay brought in Brady yeah. and they went to the Super Bowl. Like if Brady left the one year after that. Yeah. Like you're not going to be like oh, I can't believe Brady's not staying another year. Right, it's like exactly. you got us to the top. You want us the Super Bowl. We're done. Goodbye. Good. Like yeah. I'm good. Appreciate the, you. The team can fall apart now. Like yeah. we can have a ten year rebuild. Don't care because you won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like I th- I think that's how most we've talked about it at nauseum before. Yeah, yeah. Why it's actually have like sustained success and yeah. like actually might be a good team for the foreseeable future. Right. But we've always talked about where it's like, listen, if at worst case scenario, you do the Rams all in, yep. get to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, then you're terrible for 20 years, fine, because you win. You know what I mean? Won a so, Super Bowl. Damn it, we won a Super Bowl, now we were terrible for 20 years, but now you can have that Blu-ray of, oh, yep. remember that Super Bowl win we have or <laughs> yep, whatever? Exactly. And all the merch and everything, like, you get all that stuff. Yep. So, like, as a Michigan fan, you didn't win it since, and you're a co-winner in 1997, and then you haven't won one since, like, what, 70s, uh, yeah, 60s, or whatever it is. Yeah, like, it's, it's been good. forever. So, like, w- getting to that point of winning, like, when you talk to, like, Kyle, the whale man who's always on yep. this show, there was a point in time, like, four years ago, where he's like, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Right. And that was it where we're getting to. It was like, it just never feels like you were the Dallas in, Cowboys. In, in 2020, when yeah. the team was two and four, it's like, I don't think this team's ever going to win anything. Yeah. It's going, we're, we're regressing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, winning it, I think, is like the epitome. And it's like, all right. Like, yeah, I'm, there's I'm, nowhere I'm, to go. I'm good for 20 years. Yeah. There's basically. nowhere to go you know I mean? from here, right? Like, there's not. If you want to sustain it and be a top 12 team every year and kind yeah. of be in the hunt, but like, whatever. But it's like, for like 15 to 20, years i'm like you know i'm and we talked and we talked about this too right and we we really hit this point home more than i think a lot of other shows have where it was like look man this is the time it's right now there is no better time to do it than right now and to their credit he got it done right like we've talked about look next year you could be awesome you could be the number one team in the country you could lose in the second round of the playoffs no one's gonna give a shit right Mm -hmm. like that's that's just the reality of it because you've got to go through so many more hurdles now this was the last year where you could go, hey, listen, just beat Ohio State, you know, easily win the Big Ten, right? And then you've got two hard games. Just clear them, and we're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they did it. And that's exactly what they did. They did everything we were expected to do. If you're Jim Harbaugh, you go, look, man, probably my hardest job I've ever done, right, in terms of the adversity, in terms of expectations like immediately the moment you step on campus everyone's like so national championship in three years like mm-hmm. that was the that was everyone's thought right is yeah. oh Jim Harbaugh's here we're gonna win a national title it took him a minute you know you had to go through several quarterbacks you had to go through multiple different offensive schemes different identities but now that it's built the way it is you're like okay like we got it done that was my next challenge right I'm gonna go win a Super Bowl right like mm-hmm. that's that's the thing so I don't really hold any resentment. I don't, I'm not really, and I don't think any Michigan fan should be angry about him leaving. No. You can be sad about yeah. him leaving. Be like, oh, I wish he would think, stay because he's like, he's built this. Yeah. And I if, would like if, him you're to stay. A, if you're a, like a pure Michigan, like football yeah. Yeah. fan mm-hmm. perspective, um, I think the only, like, you'd be sad in the sense of like, if he leaves, even though you are getting, spoiler, Sharon Moore yeah. as your head yep. coach. Mm-hmm. 
he's still a really good head. I mean, he beat Ohio State in his first attempt as a head coach. And, and, so, yeah, exactly. And he went on the road and beat number 10 Penn State. He has two top 10 wins in three <laughs> and, games. And then don't forget that sweet, sweet Bowling Green win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. But, uh, but, like, you have him, but it's one of those things where it's like, I hope the team doesn't – like, the team has yeah, a good propensity well, to probably you, dip down. Because you know, you know if you were going in as a Michigan fan these last two seasons, you go, we have probably the top two – head coach in, in, in the country right yeah. now. It's probably Saban and him, right? Year in, year out. Kirby Smart, too. I guess. You got, obviously got to throw Kirby in there. Yeah. So a top three head coach. You knew what you had in that. That was not the problem anymore, right? Yeah. So you find your guy. This is the – and here's the thing, too, right? When you hire Jim Harbaugh, there's nowhere left to go. This had to work because if it didn't, you go, who the hell are you going to bring in? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you you – you get to the mountaintop, and now it's. I think it's the fear of the unknown. It's, yes, like, it's like okay, we have Jim Harbaugh. He's going to figure it out. He's a good football coach. We know he's got a track, a proven track record. He's won literally everywhere he's been. There's no reason why this won't happen for us. Yeah. Now that it has, and now that he's gone, you're like, oh, now we're back in this weird like I don't know what to do after Lloyd Carr retires mm-hmm. mode. Right now, clearly Sharon Moore was being groomed as the heir apparent. Yes. And let's talk about Sharon Moore being the new head coach as we kind of transition here. Um, I'll ask you about those two NFL coaching hires in a second. But um, Sharon Moore being the new Michigan head coach, I mean, it kind of felt obvious. I know yeah. some people necessarily aren't super high on it. You know, I, I think there's some other sexier names, maybe the Brian Kellys of the world that we've talked about previously. But if they wanted to keep this culture intact and this mindset intact, yeah. there really was only one option. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think, uh, at least for right now, yeah. I think not changing the culture, changing anything is nope. important. Yep. I think when you look at like the Lions and we're like, okay, if Ben Johnson leaves, I think you want to like just promote someone within to go yep. up. Because if you bring a whole new guy in and he changes the whole scheme and everything, that's where it gets a little iffy. Because you yep. saw with the Eagles where yeah. the Eagles have this very set thing of what they like to do. They're awesome at it, and they get to the Super Bowl. Both coordinators leave, and now they they look like they have no identity anymore because yep. the whole scheme and everything changes around them. Yep. Um, I think it's one of those things where at least until it doesn't work anymore, you keep Sharon Moore just to keep the same presence of Michigan yeah. and what the culture they have there and right. keep it going. And I think the biggest indicator for us was, I think, when he got the nod to be the acting head coach when Harbaugh took that three-game suspension. Yeah. that was, If that's not the most clear indicator. That, and then him winning those games yeah, and then where you go, it was oh, like, oh, okay, shit. This team actually, will fight for him. This yeah. team will play for him, mm-hmm. right? And I think – and we're going to start to see that, I think, as the years go on. If Especially if the Lions manage to do the unthinkable here and mm-hmm. win the whole damn thing. You're going to see a massive trend, both, I think, in college and in the NFL, mm-hmm. of we don't necessarily need the play caller. We don't need the X's and O's guru. We need a leader of men. We need yep. a, a motivator, player-friendly Hype man, head coach. Yeah, I think I think the at least in the NFL perspective, yeah, yeah. it's changing to either. Oh you, yeah, you Antonio either, Pierce does not get this job if the Lions aren't playing as well as. One hundred percent. I yep. think I think there's two avenue of head coaches you get in the NFL right now. Yep. It's either the motivator it, yep. Pierce Campbell guy, or you have like Sean McVay. Right. Or and they're or trying to find that. Yeah. Or you have Kyle Shane. Like you have like yeah. the offensive defensive like mastermind guru. Mm-hmm. 
and trying mostly, to find mostly that a, from one of those trees. Yeah, right? mostly an offensive one, but yeah. defensive once in a while can yeah, work yeah. too. Yeah. Like D'Amico Ryan's can work too, but that's like one in a few. I think. At this I would point. rather. I would rather. I want to ask you this: I would personally rather hire an offensive. I hundred percent an offensive-minded head coach because I feel like you can find a defensive coordinator. Because if you're the offensive guy, you can always call the plays. Yes. You, it's your scheme that you're bringing. Yes. Whether defensively, it's like, listen, how many how many schemes are there? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, like 1,000%. I'm like, I'm, that's why I said shit yeah, yeah. and LaFleur yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, D'Amico sure. Ryans is like the outlier, but he's been really good as a defensive guy. Uh, no, I agree guy. with you. No, I agree so with you. Yeah, you, can, you can go that mm-hmm. route. But I think you either get like the guru, like the stud young guy, mm-hmm. or you get the motivator of men. Yeah. There's not like the Belichicks anymore yeah. where it's just like this CEO type, CEO type of guy. Yeah. Those are Those are kind of exist like yeah exists. and i think you're seeing that with these hires right like okay we're gonna hire an oc like has there been one defensive coordinator promoted to head coach yet antonio pierce was a linebacker but he's again he's a player coach yeah um, if, you, if you're gonna count player coach as like an asterisk yeah. i don't think so because they've right. all been first year ocs basically canellas right. oh raheem oh raheem morris raheem morris is the buck of, of is, the trend right yeah. and he's he's the second time head coach right so that'll be interesting and the rumor mill i guess if you want to throw it out there yeah. with like all right if ben johnson goes to washington that's another oc um, the only other one is like Mike McDaniel for Baltimore. Right, is like right. kind of like in the Seattle. So area, it's and so it's either you got to be the new hotness offensively, or you have to have a top defense, top five defense. Right, because you know, been the thing Dan with the Quinn, Niners yeah. is like D'Amico Ryan's, Robert and Sala, Robert Sala. We're all yeah. top five. Well, Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio. Yeah. Like people for years were like, "How is Vic Fangio not have a head coaching job?" And then we saw why he doesn't yeah. have a It's either a top five style. defense or young stud offensive coordinator mm-hmm. are the two that get jobs nowadays. Yeah, right. Um, it's very interesting for sure. But back to Shamor Moore real quick before we put a button on that, right? It's I think it's the right I think it's the right hire. Mm-hmm. I think it's the right job. You have to see it through at least, right? If it turns out to be a shit show in the next yeah. couple of years, then you pivot, you go hire, you know, whoever. Yeah. But at least in the moment, you have to give him the opportunity to fail. Yeah. Right? And I will say I'm gonna throw this out there right now, and I'll say it every time we talk Michigan yeah. up until the season starts, yeah. I don't want people freaking out if they lose to Texas. No shit. Because yeah. Texas is really good. Well, next not only year. that, I, I, here's the thing. Don't be surprised if they take a step back. Think of the yeah. way they're losing. This is a very old Michigan team. Yeah. You're losing your head coach, your quarterback, and your defense coordinator before any. I haven't mentioned another. Pl- I haven't mentioned anybody else. You've lost Minter, Harbaugh, and McCarthy mm-hmm. right off the top. Oh, by the way, the guy who scored all the touchdowns last year, he's gone too. Mm-hmm. The only people you really have coming back is you have Donovan Edwards coming back. Yep. You have Loveland coming back. Mm-hmm. You have, I think, like one or two offensive linemen yeah. coming Will back. Will Johnson's coming. And Will a Johnson, good chunk of your defense is coming back. A decent, yeah. Like yeah. some of your, like Brady McGregor, I think yeah. he's a junior. He'll be right. back. And Mikey Sanders still? He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yep. Uh, you got like Rod Moore staying, but mm-hmm. Macari Page is like, so yeah. you, you have like sporadic Bits and pieces. pieces yep. But like, I would say 15 of the 22 starters on offense and defense are probably gone. Right, and so like it's, fourteen. It, here's the thing, this why this it was this why this year was so important because mm-hmm. you had everybody come back. Yeah. Everybody came back. Yeah. So you had to do it now. Mm-hmm. They did it. So if you take a step back now, yeah, it's not necessarily just people should be like, oh God, Sharon Moore, just come on, like yeah. If they win ten games, no one's gonna bitch. Yeah, I was gonna say if they're nine and three, I yeah. think it's still a really good season. I think they're under over. We said it like. Eight and a half, nine and a half, probably. probably. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's a very solid line to right. put it at. Ohio State's loading up. Yeah, Ohio, I don't State's, know if seen Ohio that. State's loading up. Texas is going to be tough because they yeah. have all the talent in the world right now. Texas going over has there. got everybody coming back. Yes. 
Um, outside of that, your schedule is tough this year. Oregon too. will be tough because Dan Lanning's still there. Washington, I think, will be a step down, and yeah, USC will. and UCLA will all be kind of yeah. step downs. But Oregon will still be pretty solid, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and those are three games on your schedule: Ohio State, Oregon, and Texas. Right. So, exactly. Don't expect like if not you expect, even to mention the USC's of the world. USC's you know that scheme's going to be there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, if you're sitting at 84, nine and three, yeah, like it just. Might hey, be a thing. Just squeak into the playoffs. And if you get the 12 seed, see what happens. Exactly. You, you just never know, right? So I, I think that's a great con. That's a great thing to remind everybody is the amount of talent they're losing, coaching that they're losing. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that. Now with the transfer build. portal and yeah. you being a, a big time school, you'll yeah. get a lot of oh, good yeah. talent in there. Mm-hmm. So the team won't be bad. No, but it's just going to be no. A they lot win of five games. Clearly, something happened. Yeah, but like yeah. you, you'll have a lot of talent there, yeah. but you just won't know any of the names because you'll be like, "Oh, that guy was at Wisconsin last year, and that guy was at Minnesota, and that guy was at Alabama," mm-hmm. and you'll be like, "Oh, that's a lot of new here's people." The other, here's the thing that, and this is something that I think Michigan fans are very spoiled of. If it doesn't work, you're the number one job. Yes, one thousand. Like the fact that a guy like Brian Kelly, who's taken Notre Dame to national championships, is like, "I'll leave LSU right now." Mm-hmm. I will leave LSU right now to go to Michigan. Like yeah. that says something. Yeah, Michigan it would be like a top three to five. Yeah. It's like in general. Like the fact that Bama was open this year and they were just like, so who's the newest hotness, right? Like I think Kalen DeBoer is in for a rude awakening in the SEC. Because yeah. I don't think he's gonna be able to score points like he was able to in the back ten or back twelve. Yeah. And I think that's gonna be uh It'll be interesting. It's gonna be a hi, welcome to the SEC type <laughs> yeah. moment, you know. Milrose yeah. come back, so that'll help, but yeah, I don't know. And anyway, I will say though the SEC is not as strong, no, as it normally is. But no. I do agree yeah. where it's like you're going to be playing Auburn and and Georgia right. and LSU instead yeah. of playing well, even like the Tennessees of the world, where it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna play your game and yeah. we're gonna outscore you, and you're mm. like, oh shit, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, you're not you're not playing UCLA and Arizona State every week. I guess exactly, exactly. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's shift focus here. Um, Oh, real quick, before we do that, though, right? So who, who if you had to predict right now, who's getting the Washington job and who's getting the Seattle job? Uh, I'd go Ben Johnson and Mike McDaniel. Okay. All I right. think. You're just really hoping Dan Quinn does not get that Seattle I job. I don't want Dan Quinn anywhere near that job. <laughs> Honestly, it's almost like, like anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I don't, I don't want to retread this Lions thing of like, oh, remember that team that allowed 40 points and a perfect passer rating? Let's go get that guy. Because Nick Foles did that I, to here's the the to give you to give you a little bit of like, I guess hope in that sense. If he was their guy, he'd already be hired. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like seriously, right? Yeah. Like they would not be trying to talk to Mike McDonald and and Ben Johnson and these guys for a second time or even a first time because their season's over. If they wanted to hire Dan Quinn and he was and they were like, nope, this is the guy, he'd be hired already. Yeah. So I don't think he's the guy. No, I hundred I, I, I agree with that. So that if that helps you sleep at night. It does a little bit. Think you know what I mean? Like because yeah. you see this all the time, right? NFL teams like, oh I gotta hurry up and we can't wait. Why? Yeah. If, if there's well, a guy so she, you like and this is who you want, who cares? Yeah, well, especially I was like especially see I was trying to get like three guys who are all in the playoffs right, still right exactly. now. So it's like it's like they can't make that decision until later yeah, anyway. Exactly. But. Anyway. Well we hope. All right, let's shift focus here. Let's talk about the biggest happenings over the weekend. Uh <laughs> um, which one? Which one? Oh yeah. Exactly. That's yeah, true. It, let's, it is a which one. Yeah, yeah. It's really gonna be hard. Let let's hit the bad one first and then okay. we'll talk more positive things. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Vince McMahon has resigned from his Ooh. status of chairman of the board. Of TKO why, and why did he do that? 
because apparently he's a gross son of a bitch. And um, I have been on this show previously, and I was like, listen, he may be a shitty person, but you can't not think of the industry and not think of Vince McMahon, and I still think that statement's true. Mm -hmm. However, holy shit, does he need to go away in the worst way. In the worst way. Um, With the allegations of abuse and... Another bad word that starts with R and like a lot of bad things happening in mm-hmm. that in that situation. And then to see too that Brock Lesnar may be involved in that, hence why he wasn't in the Rumble potentially. Um, that big dark cloud hanging over WWE's head a little bit. Um, if nothing else, mm-hmm. you know he's never coming back. Yes. That's number one. That is there number- is you have no fear, no fear. He's never going to come back. It's. It, He's never going to have that power. He's never going to touch this thing ever again. He's never going to be able to. No. He doesn't own it anymore. They're going to buy him out probably. I bet. If that, right? Or he'll sell his shares, right, for the gajillions of dollars that he's going to sell them for. And they're going to move on. Yep. And I think the timing um, couldn't have been worse for WWE in some capacity. But at the same time, and this is going to be, this is going to sound a little bit, I guess, um, rude i guess or short sight i'm not really sure but it's at the same time wwe is still winning Mm -hmm. in so many areas right and you know when we talk about so like the the vince thing you guys want to do more research on that you can do it long story short he's gone as soon as long as triple h does not have to deal with some sort of fallout from this i'm confident they'll be fine yeah like that's that's really it i don't think like as long as that's the, the case at this point, if he resigns, now it's like if TKO can get out of this lawsuit and just, hey, Vince, you can fucking deal with it yourself. I think they're yeah. they're an okay standing. Yeah. I don't know how that's all going to go. Obviously, the workplace environment thing, Triple H was asked about it, right? He's like, look, I'm not going to focus on the negative right now. And what, I don't know what people were going to expect him to say in the post, in the presser. Yeah, my father-in-law's a piece of shit. Like, what what is he going to do in that scenario? I think it's a hard ask of Triple H in that sense. Um to have him basically put his foot in his mouth for on purpose. Um, but yeah, Vince is gone. Uh, other thing I want to talk about too is WWE, again, on the cutting edge of live sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw, going to Netflix, Mike. Mm-hmm. 10 years, $5 billion. Yeah, it was billion. Billion, billion with, with a B, yeah, as in Bobby Boucher. Mm-hmm. My goodness. My, my favorite football player ever. <laughs> um <laughs> Thoughts on WWE signing a deal with Netflix? Yeah, because I think it's a I think it's a genius move for so many reasons. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, um, one I am one step closer to cutting cable. As soon as live sports fully goes, where I can get live sports, not on regular television, and if WWE, if wrestling as a whole, like if AEW signs with Warner and they have you can get replays of Dynamite and shit on Max or whatever, I am out of cable. Only reason why I have cable. Yeah, it's for live sports and wrestling. That's it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I personally, if I had my, I wouldn't have cable. Yeah, I would just have streaming service and find a way to watch. I know. Other I just hate like, watching like those those pirated streams of it all the time and stuff like that. Like I just, yeah. I like to be able just to watch it and not have to worry about it. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting all that much closer. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's an interesting move. Um, I, it helped me a lot because it, sh- it would be very easy access to oh, yeah. to watch it. I think the only thing, um. And obviously, this will get figured out when it's all fully in there. But everyone, as a general audience, the annoyance of having it 
on a streaming service, so you can't go back and forth with other stuff. I think it's the only thing that's like yep. kind of annoying with it yep. in the sense of like, like, cause everyone bitched about with the Peacock the oh, Chiefs yeah. game mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, if I'm watching this on Peacock, I'd have to get out of the app to go back to the cable mm-hmm. to then watch something, then have to go back into the app and it right. takes forever to load back in. Right. So right. basically if you're watching raw, you're watching raw yep. for yep. that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Now the good thing, the good thing that could come with it though, is maybe it's like two just straight hours of show with say, like no commercials yeah. or yeah. anything. Just so it's product like, placements everywhere. It's product placements everywhere. And if it goes like show ends and it's just available right away, and then I can just watch it the next morning mm-hmm. and skip through things I don't want to watch and watch mm-hmm. the full match or whatever, and then be done. That that would for me be yeah. my best case. Scenario oh no, absolutely no. I think there's a lot of benefits. I'm very interested to kind of see how the format of the show changes based yeah. off of that. Right? Is it going to be live? Is it going to be? It is live, kind of sort. Like, how does this all? Work? Is it like slightly pre-taped and then yeah. like added on there, right. or yeah, exactly. how live can you is get it, for the Netflix? Is it like a five-minute delay, you mm-hmm. know, because like it's like feed. To, like, I don't know how all that's going to work, but this is just another example, though, right? And this is why I caution people when you're taught when you're trying to compare WWE and AEW, right? It, it, yes, at, at their at their foundational core, they are wrestling companies, right? And that's mm-hmm. where you draw those comparisons. But if we really look at things from a from a bigger perspective, business wise, what they're doing in terms of even when you talk about their products on television, right? It really it, it it's not really a comparison. And I know people are going to look at me and be like, "Well, you're just because you're the WWE guy." But when you see stuff like this happen, mm-hmm. right? WWE is playing chess. Everyone else is playing checkers. It's yeah. it's it really is because. This is another, like, it's the same thing when they did the network. It's the same. And Triple H, I think, had a great response to this. It's like, we were the first ones to really kind of start closed circuit television. We were pioneers in pay-per-view. We started our own streaming service, realized we got to get out of our own streaming service to partner with a bigger streaming service. That's when we went to Peacock and made more money on top of that, right? Like, they're, they're always so ear to the ground business wise mm-hmm. right it's why they're as big as they are and now that the product on camera is matching the level of business acumen that it feels like wwe has you just can't stop it it's it's a freight train running even with this vince stuff i know people are trying to like really drag them out and do all this stuff but like if all those assholes the john laurinitis of the world are gone they're just going to keep on fucking trucking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're too big at this point. They're just this massive juggernaut, you know, to deal with. And that's the stuff where it's like, man, you guys got to really understand that, like, they're in a whole different realm, mm-hmm. right? Um, I do want to think about, too, right, in terms of this of this new deal. This now opens up a lot of opportunity for AEW in terms of, okay, are they going to re-sign with Warner or whatever, right? I know Eric yeah. Bischoff's got some hot takes on that, would recommend listening to his shows, but um, assuming they just re-up with TBS, right, and TNT and, 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 Turner, and Turner as a whole, the next step for me, though, if I'm Tony Khan, is we need to get on streaming. Yeah. Whether that's with Ring of Honor, whether it's just Dynamite replays, whether it's getting our, our, our pay-per-views there, that's a big thing because WWE's deal with Netflix is everything's going to Netflix mm-hmm. outside of the U.S. So if you're in Australia, you're watching all your pay-per-views on Netflix now. You're watching Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all original content. Everything is going to Netflix for WWE, right? Outside of the United States. And I'm guessing that's going to change 
in about two years when that Peacock deal expired. I imagine. Um, so it's it's an interesting kind of dynamic for AEW where it's like, hey, listen, you're seeing what, what is a potentially available out there, right? And I think that needs to be the next move for AEW, mm-hmm. right? We're seeing attendance numbers drop a little bit. They're seeing... Um, their ratings kind of stagnate. And I do think that they're kind of like in building mode right now, right? In terms of storylines and on camera stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is something where you go, Hey man, you got a year, we got to figure out where you're going to be next year. And you, you, there has to be a step up, I guess is my point, right? If they just re up and do the same thing. Yeah, it's fine. But then that I will be concerned about more mm-hmm. because that means you're stagnant. And that means you're dying because if they're not growing, you're dying in this. It is what it is. You, you're, you're too big at this point to just be like, oh yeah, we're just happy, you know, yeah, doing our thing, right? Um, but th- the Netflix thing though, I think is fascinating. I yeah. think it's really cool. I'm very interested to see how it's all going to work. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, the talks were. I mean, they might not even stand Mondays anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, that. I think. I, yeah. Well, I saw uh, a quote where it was from Nick Nick Khan. I think he said that's the plan, but they're open. Yeah, to it being another time. But here's the thing: does it matter? That that's the key, right? Yeah. Does it matter? It's streaming now. I actually, you think, know what I mean. If it's yeah. readily available, who was, gives a shit? I was um, what, listening to a podcast or something yeah, where yeah. apparently Nikon dropped because SmackDown's moving to USA, USA. Yep, and he and he dropped October first, which is a Tuesday mm-hmm. that they're moving. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they go Raw and SmackDown Monday, Tuesday, yeah, I think that helps. A lot of stuff, which is oh, like, yeah. okay, you you stockpile your pay per view, everything in like three days. Yeah, it's a whole you, week. And then it's you a let, whole f- and then you yeah. let people breathe for like four or five days mm-hmm. off of it. Mm-hmm. I think I think that could be well. Really imagine good too. you go WrestleMania, you got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday. Wednesday, and then Wednesday with N- or uh, where's NXT gonna go? Yeah, NXT might go. Yeah, Wednesday or Thursday or yeah. something or whatever. But yeah, then it's like the after, after yeah. that, it's like you know you're cruising mm-hmm. through the the rest of the week with like you know AEW, I guess. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, and that'll be an interesting chess piece too, right? Where it's like. If you're WWE and you keep Raw on Monday, you move SmackDown to Tuesday, and now it's like, oh, okay. Uh, you're really going to want to watch wrestling a third day in a row? Maybe we move NXT to a Friday, right? Because we don't really care because we're getting paid, and it's going to draw no matter what. Yeah. And now it's like, okay. And we're going gonna, to the we're, CW. And we're so. going to preempt WWE. We're, we're, yeah, exactly, CW. So that's broadcast television, right? It's yeah. not a major network, so it's going to be available to more. And then two, okay, we're going to preempt AEW. If AEW stays on Wednesday, does AEW shift to maybe – move back a little bit to give that breathing room? Do they try to go head-to-head somewhere? There's a lot of different moving pieces, and that's why I'm saying is that this is why if you're going to try and poke the bear, if you're Tony Khan, you better be ready because Nick, this Nick Khan dude is a merciless son of a bitch. Yeah, this guy's wise, he's crazy. Good Lord. This yeah. dude is insane. You know, for the longest time, I'm like, I don't get what this dude does. Like, I don't, but you're seeing it now. Yeah. This guy is a, man, is he a killer. Um... And now that WWE's product on screen is matching that in terms of like, yeah, now it's easy to sell. It's like, hot. Hey, look it's how, look hot. how good we're doing. Can yeah. we go on here? WWE yeah. has never been hotter. Yeah, monetarily, it's never been hotter. So it's like, man, you're really starting to see this momentum pick up. So I'm interested to kind of see how the the Vince stuff impacts that, if it impacts it at all. Who the hell knows? Um, let's talk about the Royal Rumble, though, Mike. Yeah. We're here. It did finally. happen. It happened. It was a four match. Card. It took four hours. Barn burner. Sure. Um, let's start out though the way you know the way the kind of the show worked out, right? Women's Rumble kicked off the show. Yeah. One and two. We had Natalia. 
Sure. And Trinity oh, coming. Oh, yeah. The, re- the returning Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. Feel the glow, buddy. Feel, Feel the, the glow. glow. And then number three comes out. It's Bailey. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And don't worry. All my fears were observed. Yeah. We got we got through the match. Yep. A whole bunch of fun entrances. Not, not a lot of... I don't think on either Rumble we had really any, like... No, legends no, no, no legends, right? We had a couple surprises, right? Jordan Grace from uh, TNA made her debut, I guess, in yeah, the Royal Liv Morgan Rumble. came back. Liv Morgan and, came and we had back. a couple of those. Jade Cargill. Yeah, it came out. Yep. She did her she thing. She was in the final three. And, yeah, she, uh, yeah. But yeah, you had your final three of the women's. We had Bailey. We had Kay, or we had uh, Cora Jade. No, no, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. And Liv Morgan. No, Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill, sorry. Yeah, not yeah, Cora Jade. Not Cora yeah. Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Jade Cargill, Liv Morgan, and Bailey were the final yes. three. Yes. And then they did they did stuff at their match. <laughs> it was yeah. a weird three person thing. Yeah, they were just kind of moping around. And they were all around. on the outside. You know, Code Breaker live out, lives out. Jade's out, and Bailey wins. Bailey yeah. wins it. Number three entrance sets the new record for time in the Rumble. I think. Yeah. Uh, for the women, um, but Bailey getting her getting her just due right. Her just um, due. You know, we kind of predicted that it was probably her time. I imagine it's going to be her and EO Sky. Um, they did a really nice job of kind of setting it where it felt like a lot of people came out and a lot of, like, they had, like, ten women. And it was like, eh, pretty much almost anybody could win this at this point. <laughs> and then they all kind of went, do 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 It was like a domino yeah. there yeah. at the end. Um, Bailey getting it, though, big fan of that. Um, I've only predicted her to win the last six years, so it's fine. You had to get one of them. Yeah, at some point she was going to get the dub. Um, I'm happy for Bailey, though. I thought it was the right call. Um, I didn't really have any issue just overarchingly on any decision made on this show. Not really. In terms of booking and kind of where where I feel like we're heading, mm-hmm. I didn't really have any issue with anything. I thought it was as safe slash correct as I could have gone. Sure. Really. Yeah, um, yeah so that match happened. Yep. Uh, the Rumble match itself is was kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can do. There were some mistimed spots in the women's match. Jade Cargo, though, I thought made an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to be actually around now, right? That's another major star for the women's division. I did think it was cool to see Jordan Grace in there. I'm interested to kind of see how that develop that relationship develops with TNA. I wonder if it'll do anything because like Mickey James was in it like yeah, years ago and right. she didn't do anything afterwards. Yeah, so right. it, was it was weird because Jordan Grace has never was never a WWE like she wasn't a legend. Like yeah. Mickey James you could argue like she's a legend, right? Like a yeah. Hall of Fame talent and had has history. Jordan mm-hmm. Grace like it shows up. She just shows up and you're like, oh okay, that's a little bit interesting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, all right, next match is we what? Have the four-way. Fatal four-way. AJ Styles, LA Knight, Randy Orton, all challenging. Yeah. One tribal Sir chief. Sir Roman Reigns. Yeah. Sir Rob, Rob, before the match, said, yeah. I think this is going to be a lot better than what people thought. And then it was over in a blink of an eye, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. So here's the thing, though. I was looking back on this a little bit. Honestly, my biggest bitch of the whole show is you didn't need Solo to interfere. No, but, we've been saying that for years. Like, that's, that. what, that's my bitch no, no, for every no, yeah, single no, match. But here's, here's what I'm saying, though, is that based on the way the rest of the match played out, Roman went over strong, yeah, he did. right? So wh- what what was the point of having Solo even out there? If you were just going to have Roman go over strong, well, then go have him go over strong and get that, ready for Mania. I was say, the crazy part, too, was when he, he came in, yeah. gave a couple spikes, ran into the barricade, died, that and was that was it. the only thing he was in. So, like, I was like, I don't know why you needed those spots for Solo to be in there. Because then the narrative would change of, oh, he actually won a match without Solo. Right. Even though technically Solo didn't do anything really to right. impact the ending of the match yeah. or anything. But, like, at least now we were just in that same narrative of Solo's interfered in 
every single match Going for the last like year. year and a half. Yeah. And I'm just like, can we just have one where he, where someone doesn't interfere? Right. And this could have been the one that no one interfered. Yeah, would because have because fine. now it's here's the thing. Yes, he's the champion. Yes, he hasn't lost in three and a half years. All that jazz, right? But you have to start building Roman back up as this unstoppable force. Right, it's not the bloodlines that I stop for. It's Roman. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about kind of his feud here in a second. But I have some near demands of how I want this to go. Okay. Um, but let's shift focus. Uh, so Roman obviously gets. Yeah, the Roman win. wins. Not a lot happens. The match was like honestly, I, yeah, I, I, it was fine. There was nothing. All that it really felt like their goal was to make Roman look strong. So again, if that's the goal, which is fine. Yeah, let's, he's your champion. Listen, he's your guy. Whatever. I have no problem if if Roman wanted to kill everyone and stack all three of them like yeah, you said fine. and stack them or whatever. Yeah. Which the pin still does make sense to me, but like I would take it. Yeah. Like stack them and pin them. What I, I don't care, but like I just don't understand why you needed Solo to come in there. Exactly. Just that's, to that's do nothing. Thought. Yeah, that was like, my thought. Like, it's, it's the same with the last six matches. Agreed. What are you going to do? Uh, U.S. title match. We had Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. And this match was not on my being a card to win by submission or by DQ, but here we are. Yeah. Um, a finish. I thought it was the best way possible to get out of here. It was. Doesn't have to beat Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is too big of a... This, if this was like Santos Escobar or something, mm-hmm. Logan would just won. But I think Kevin is at a point where it was like, hey, listen, I'm going to get a good match out of Logan, right? Tell a good story, build some heat, and at the end, be like, okay. He should have won. He didn't win, yeah. right? And so it's like now you can you get out of it, and I thought it was the most creative way you could have done it, and it keeps the heat on Logan, right? So when L.A. Knight challenges him in a month, you know, at Mania, whatever like that, or he issues the challenge, and we get, you know, super over babyface versus a super big, you know, heel – I think that's going to be pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. I don't have the men's rumble. By the way, the, the women's rumble went 65 minutes, so an okay. hour and five. The universal title match went 20 minutes. Really? It was a fast 20. Uh, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens went 16 minutes, and then this actual rumble. Not actual. That sounded so mean. Wow. The men's rumble. The one wow. I cared about. <laughs> Sexist son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, the one I was actually interested in went 68 minutes. Okay. All right. So seems about right. Uh yeah. So number one out here we had Jay Uso. Yep. Then number two, we had Jimmy Uso. Oh, damn. So that was fun. Yeah. The, the blue second guy, Jay Uso. Blue guy versus the red guy. The funny guy. thing is the second Jay Uso came out, we both were like, so Jimmy's. So Jimmy's right, two, right? right yeah. Yep. And then Jimmy like, ah, uh, good for us. Yeah. Uh, because that's gonna be one of your main matches. Is gonna be Jimmy versus Jay. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert to no one. <laughs> Since literally, like, July, it's been Jimmy vs. Jay. <laughs> How do so. we prolong it? Let's just put him on different shows. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And then we'll just have him, like, fight for, like, five seconds in the Rumble, and that's how we'll set it up. Yeah. They didn't even eliminate each other. They didn't have anything back, really, to each they other. They hung but... out in the corner together. We're like, I am exhausted. Yeah, yeah. me too. You want to get dinner later? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. What's Roman, do? What's Roman get? No, we're not invited to Roman dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's like, you want to sit at the head? Of t- oh, too soon. Yeah. Ooh. My bad. Ooh. Oh. Awkward. We awkward. could sit. We could sit at the table. Where's Solo at? I'm pretty sure he's watching more Umaga tapes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we get through this match. Pat McAfee jumped over himself, and yep. Ricochet was in there, and Brock Lesnar wasn't in there, and then we had <laughs> finals. Good lord! We had, we had our final six. We yep. had Cody. We had Punk. We had Damian Priest. Yep. We, we had Sami Zayn, Gunther, and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Damian Priest gets thrown over. Sammy gets thrown over. Final four, Drew, Gunther, Cody, 
Punk, pretty solid Final Four. Mm-hmm. Kind of thought Bobby Lashley was going to be in Final Four. Then he lasted like 12 seconds. I yeah. said, maybe Bobby not. Lashley goes, I'm going to eliminate Karrion Cross, And then someone's like, oh, we're going to eliminate Bobby Lashley. And then they brawled to the back. And I was like, sure. Sure. I did not know this feud was so palpable that we needed to yeah. set it up during the Rumble. But it is. Yeah. Six-man tag, baby. WrestleMania. Yeah. Get ready. I am excited. Um, but yeah. And then we had uh, Drew take the elimination from Punk. Cody eliminate Gunther. We had our final two. Then we did the exact same thing as last year as they fought for like 25 minutes, I felt like. Fisticuffs. Yeah. Punk kind of looked iffy. <laughs> he did I a thought lot. they both looked gassed. Well, yeah, they both yeah. looked gassed, yeah. but like Punk coming in at 27 yeah. looked gassed. But like Cody went to 15. It was, so I it was think like, they never. really leaned into no one has any idea who's going to win this. Yeah. So we don't have to do a lot. They didn't uh, punch, punch. Threaten for a move, threaten for a move. GTS, Fun, yeah. crossroads, yeah, crossroads, GTS, crossroads, crossroads. And you're like, okay. A and lot now of, they're dead. A lot of looking at the sign and pointing at the sign. Pointed a lot of pointing at the sign. Yeah. He had to point at the sign like six or seven He's like, times. I'm never going to do this again. Point. Yeah. And then, he, and then he looks at the hard camp, goes, I am never losing to Dusty's son. Immediately. Like, yeah. Immediately. Immediately yeah. gets thrown out yeah. right after he says it because oh, he hulked up. Because right? he hulked. Because Cody hulked up, became un- unbeatable, yep. and then won the rumble. X Factor enabled, and then first time in like twenty seven years since Austin did it or whatever the yep. year is. Back to back rumble winner is Cody Rhodes. Yep, Cody Rhodes gets it. Uh, I think it was the right call. Um, made me happy. Uh, we've talked about it nauseum, right? You can get punked in Rollins. Yeah, you have the chamber. Boom. Yeah, boom, roasted, I right? I hate all these hypocritical people, though, what? on the internet, mm-hmm. who last year, because mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Cody just goes on and wins, as we all do, right? Oh, it has. But last year, yeah. when Roman won, mm-hmm. the argument was, well, Cody won the Rumble, so, like, not enough adversity. I go, so when he wins again, mm-hmm. but everyone's, like, okay with it now? Yeah. I've seen people, too, like, it's a blessing and a curse <laughs> of, of Cody winning. I go, th- there was only two ways to go here. You guys yeah. know that, right? Like, yeah. there, there was only two directions to go. Yeah. Punk winning it or Cody, Cody winning, winning it. it. And they, they were the final two. Yeah. There, there was no other way like, to Like, there was a here. hard, like, I guess, Gunther. Yeah, right. Exactly. I guess. Gunther could win it next year, and I'll be like, perfect. Sure. Sold. Sounds good. Done. Yep. But, yeah, like, I was I was just like, I was like, I hate all these people who are like, he needs adversity. That's why he can't beat Roman. Oh, he's just going to win the Rumble again. I went. Here, here, here Math, is, here, I don't understand. <laughs> here's what I will say about that, though, right? And I said this last night while we were while we were wrapping up the show, whatever. And I said, this feud has legitimate legs to be the feud mm-hmm. of this decade. Yeah. Like, like rock Austin levels yeah. of this feud. When you really when you really put it together, right? And I think that's where I think that's where they're trying to kind of go with it. Because you're right. Like, okay, he won the rumble last year. Why couldn't he just fucking won the damn thing and be done with it, right? But now that we're going we're getting it, we're gonna get the same main event for the first time in a few years, right? That's not it's it, the last time I had was Roxena, right? The two biggest icons, mm-hmm. you know, ever, really. You're gonna do it again now with Roman and Cody. Right. And you're going to see this situation where it's it's really that instant stuff. OK, yeah. All right. We're you're going to get this. You're going to get the moment, I think, clearly. Right. I think Cody wins. I don't I don't think there's any argument. I here, hope right. So. Well, and here's why I think that, too. Triple H coming out and going, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. Literally said. He's the guy. He's the guy who's going to lead us into the future. Cody goes, I'm the guy. And, and like, the fact that he kind of went over all the things that he's done over the last year, right, and he falls short and all that shit, like, 
it just feels like they, they are trying to give you every indicator possible that nope, it's him. You're not if this is gonna happen, right? Like without telling you, yes. right? I agree. But I really think they're trying to set this feud up to be something where you talk about this not just over the next year, but for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Cody being the most John Cena-esque babyface we've had since Cena was a full-time guy, and Roman being the most unstoppable force that we have seen in two decades. It's it's that situation, because you've kept Roman so clean, now when he, like, not only are you anointing Cody as the guy, but you're setting yourself up now, so every single time they touch, it's, oh my God, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting the biggest bad guy against the biggest good guy every single time. And it's, you're never going to be able to reproduce it. Like it's, it's that situation of, I can't wait for the next time they fight each other. Right. I can't wait for the next time we get, you know, rock. Like I expect them to main event at least one more mania against one another. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I imagine like maybe not next year. Cause maybe that's rocks time, but against Roman and Cody will face punk or whoever, right. For the Mm -hmm. title, blah, blah, blah. But I do suspect they have at least one more Mania main event in them to mm-hmm. like to, to, to kind of cap it out, which is crazy when you think about what we're talking about when only two other guys have ever made it against event each other three times. It's Rock and Austin. That's it. They're the only two guys that have ever faced each other three times in a WrestleMania main event. Roman Brock did it. Oh, God, they did, didn't they? That's sad. Okay, I like to forget about that. But, yeah. But, like, you know what I mean, though? We're entering rarefied air, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't point. happen yeah. often. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, we're entering, and I yes. feel like they're trying to set up this feud of, holy shit, this is this is the thing, right? This sure. is the crux of everything else is built off of. And with Roman not being full-time, he comes and goes, and he dominates, and he comes, and he goes. And every time he's there, it's a big fucking deal. It just feels like they're trying to set it up where you, you if you didn't believe in Cody before... You have no choice now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people were already on that train last year, clearly. But now it's like, hey, it's not just he's going to win the title. Mm-hmm. It's not just he's going to be the top guy for the next six months. No, 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 no. It's this is Cody Rhodes's show for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that does that help at all in, in terms no. of that logic? Not at all. Because here's the thing. I think if he would have came in last year and won the title – right, and drops it six months later, I don't think you have the same level of momentum as you would have now. Looking at it now, in totality, right, assuming it now, obviously, if he loses again, then I, I have nothing for anybody. I'm going to turn it off. But assuming he wins at Mania, right, mm-hmm. it's that situation of you have now anointed him mm-hmm. as John Cena of the 2020s. Yeah. That's what you're doing in this situation. I don't think he had enough time lap because maybe if he didn't have the injury, we maybe wouldn't be having this discussion, but I think it's now a situation of you are actively going out of your way to say he's the clear number one and it's not close. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's the difference. Sure. I could have just done this all last year. I, I but maybe <laughs> not. But that's what I'm saying though. I, I feel like if you're looking at it from their side, they go, if he comes in, he gets hurt. He comes back immediately, wins the Rumble, beats Roman. Okay, now where do we go? Like, in terms of, like, how do we get him to be outside just beating everybody, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
I think if if going through and having him sh- showing the fact that listen, he, he fucking lost. He's got to go through it again to get there. So now it's like I, he has to show everybody, meaning the audience, that I'm not going to be denied. I am the tippy top of this industry and the tippy top of the company, and it doesn't matter how long it takes. It's going. It, I am inevitable. Mm-hmm. I guess is the point. I don't know. I just I feel like that's kind of the slant they're going with, rather than just putting the title on him. Because we've seen it before. The title doesn't make the guy. Mm-hmm. He has to make the title. So if he comes in because he's the new hotness and he wins the championship immediately, that's great. But if now you have to go to the point where, look, man, you've got to earn the right to co- consistently be that guy. He's he's selling out merch everywhere he goes, right? It's like it's a consistency thing. It's no longer about him being hot. It's just he's just the number one guy. And I think those are two very different things, I guess is my point. You can be super hot. But to be the guy, the guy, to be the Stone Cold, the Cena, the Rock, that guy, mm-hmm. that's completely different than just being, you know, the guy for this year, I guess. Drew McIntyre was the guy that year. Mm-hmm. Drew, you know what I mean? Like, that's the difference, I guess. Cody Rhodes is the guy for for Burbial ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until the next one. That makes yeah. sense. That's that's fine, and I I see. I just wanted to happen last year. No, I agree. Yeah. Just because I feel like this year, I last year, if it would have happened, I would have been so excited. Yeah. To see what was going to happen next and everything. Mm-hmm. This year, I go into it like Roxena too. Yeah. Where I go, okay, so Cody's going to like. It's more of we've talked about how it's the relief over yeah, yeah, the sure. happy win. Absolutely. It's more of a relief. Yeah. And I'm worried that he gets then like the hangman treatment where everyone was just relieved that he won mm-hmm. finally yep. instead of like happy that he won. Yeah. See, I think, I think the difference between that two, I think, cause I think that's a great comparison is everything we talked about post him winning the title last year yeah. can all still happen. Right. I think what you've done, I don't think AEW truly positioned hangman. Like I said, right. To be, the guy. No, they didn't. But they positioned MJF to be the guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Like, Drew McIntyre won the Rumble to be the guy this year. Like, he, this is his time to be the top dog, right? This is his time to be the champion and blah, 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 blah. I, it, with Cody, it's a situation of we're not positioning him to be the champion. The title almost at this point is secondary. We're positioning him to be our number one, like, our ace, like our Okada, our this guy, like the guy for the next 10 years. And mm-hmm. I think those are very drastically, like those are very different in terms of optics and in terms of what he's going to do. The moment Cody wins and beats Roman, it's going to be a situation of we talk, you know, they do the whole innings thing. It's like we haven't even started the game yet. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, oh, that was like, oh, we're still stretching. Because that's the runway I think that they feel like they have with him, right? Is he is going to be their Cena for the next five to ten years, yeah. and you're just gonna and you're gonna get to that point where you go, well, it's gonna be Cody because you know Cody's gonna get to that level, and everyone's just gonna be like, okay, shit, right? So I think it was almost a situation of let's see and almost make sure that we're right in our yeah. decision making of he's, you know our number one with a bullet rather than everyone's just happy that he's back because he's from AEW. You know what I mean? I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure. 
I think everyone was yeah. happy to have him. Like, oh, I think no, everyone no. was like ready for it. No, I think they were ready for it. But I, I think the, I think from a business standpoint, they looked at it and they said, "We want to, we want to make sure that he's going to be not just the flavor of the year. He's, it's the, it's he's the ice cream. It's not just the it's 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 Cody Rhodes. It's mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. It's Cody Rhodes. It's Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah, there's Roman Reigns here. He's he's going to be Cody Rhodes' biggest foil. Is Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. but it's Cody Rhodes' show. Like Roman's had it, now it's Cody's turn, and now it's it's his show to run. Everybody mm-hmm. else is going to be just fighting for number two. It's Cody's show, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the way at least I look at it. Is he's going to get to that point where Rock Roman's not going to matter because he's going to be able to do his own fucking yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And then when they bring Goldust back and we do that next year, no, I'm just kidding. And all goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just. It's setting up, looking ahead, though, right, to Mania. I, I, I really look at this, and I go, man, they're really setting up to have, it feels like, moment after moment mm-hmm. after moment after moment. Yeah. Right? I guess I'm just looking at I'm just not as excited to see this one as well as last year. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I, th- I, think, I think because you saw it last year and everybody thought so, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is the time and then we're going to yeah. do it, right? Yeah. There is going to be that relief. Yeah. I think it's just the, the ambiguity yeah. of not, like, mm-hmm. realistically not knowing but thought it was Cody and mm-hmm. then him losing. It's like this year it's like, okay, now it's like, it's Cody. Yeah, yeah. So then it's just not as fun to go into knowing the outcome. I, I You know what's funny? I wish we did this show... I wish we were old enough to have done this show like when Cena and Batista were on their rise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I don't know how it, f- I don't remember as I, I knew how I felt as a fan. Right. But I don't remember doing such a deep dive on some of this stuff where it's like, cause like that's the last time really that like they've anointed somebody, you know, every year after it's like, okay, yeah, Brock's in and out. This guy's in and out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like where they really truly like, were like, Hey, Pick one. Like, pick a hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I wonder how we would have done with, like, Cena's rise or Batista's rise or, you know, some of these other guys where you're like, man, it's like, how do you, how do we get there, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we were in, we're in the exact same spot. Like, I feel like people in 97 were like, so why is Stone Cold just not the champion, right? Yeah. And it took a whole second year to get to Stone Cold being the champion, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think you're spot on in the sense of it's going to be more that sense of, okay, finally, we just, we got there. Okay, yeah. now we can proceed on with our lives mm-hmm. rather than being in kind of like it's a little bit of a standstill for the last year. I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you there. Um, I just wish how, it, I wish we had a better context at the time, mm-hmm. right, of being able to compare the rise to a Stone Cold or to a Cena to Cody's and see if there are any parallels in terms of like, okay, like this is kind of par for the course or it's okay. Brand, like, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. We really just had to wait an extra year just cause you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you never had a guy like Roman also be in the prime tippy top of his life. Right. While that was happening, like stone cold was made before the rock was made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, and Cena and Batista basically lived in other universes for the longest time. So it was like you you didn't really have that cross path type of feature. So now it's like because you've got a guy in Roman who's just as hot and has carried the ball for so long, it's like you've never had that balance, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, for the for such a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Cody gets the Rumble win, though. Um, interesting to kind of see what he says on Monday. I did really appreciate the point back to Roman. Yeah. Right? And, like, Roman doing the whole, like, you yeah. know, hyperventilating. Hyperventilating, shit. yeah. I like that. Um, I'm interested to see, though, if they get to the point where he calls out the fact that Solo helps him all the time. So we get that. Maybe. Can you just, if you're going to do it, can you do it against me and not have... It's never going to happen. Everybody around? There's got to be something. Something in there. Like, everyone's barred from ringside, something like that. Those never work. Maybe Dusty's ghost comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I... Gold comes back. It's family versus family. You know what would be even worse, honestly? Yeah. If Cody gets through, like, all of the bloodline and then beats Roman... Yeah. It'd just be like the worst if he yeah. Johnny Gargano's it and just like I let me a, just kill everybody. I have a highly strong suspicion that that's the way it's gonna happen. <sighs> yeah, that, that's that's probably what's gonna happen. Because like last year was set up so perfectly. It was like, such a good match. The, where, like the, it was so good, and then like the Usos came in, and then he had Sammy and Kevin Owen be able to help him, and it evens the field. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. Because then like everything wrapped. Like Sammy hit Reigns with the Luva kick. came out? Yeah, Rock. Oh my God! I just turn it off right there. Yeah, Rock. Comes I wouldn't even out, watch. I rock even, bottom solo points at Cody. Goes do it. I I would turn it off before Cody won if I were Rock. Music, come on. <laughs> Takeaways moment. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, Cody raises his hand and goes. Yeah, right. Mm. And he goes. Mm, this is not as good as it no. There's nice. going to be some interference. I think he is going to go full Superman mode. On he's going to go Super Cena. Yes. Like. To the nth degree. Yeah, I know. You know that, right? Yeah. But it's, once again, it is getting to that point. And I do, here's the thing. I, here's what I want you to do specifically, okay? Because I know you Not you're, turn the TV off when I have Well, not that. Well, if you're going to be at my house, you can't turn the TV off. I'm smack you. But, well, it'll be night two. It'll be a Sunday. Oh, night, that's so true. Probably, probably won't be. be. That's true. Anyway, but more than anything, right, I want you to put yourself in the situation of appreciate what we're going to get in the situa- in the sense of we're never going to have a title reign this long ever again, no. at least for the very foreseeable future. We're never going to have somebody with so much heat facing off against a guy that has so much momentum like this, right, where you've had literally years of buildup mm-hmm. to this moment, right? So I'm trying to put myself in, like, 2028 shoes and look back on it in the sense of, Appreciate the fact that you're never going to have this big of a mountain to climb for anybody else mm-hmm. for a very long time. You're never going to have this guy, a guy, be so dominant that he's been champion for three and a half years. Thank God. And But you're never going to have it again. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see it. You know what I mean? Thank God. So, But the point is, is that, okay, you're ready for it to be done. I get it, for sure. But... If you never see it again, there's something you're going to talk about at some point in your life where you're going to go, like, listen, man, like, you know, when Roman Reigns was champion for three and a half years, that's how you build a champion, right? You built him to a point where you're just like, good God, like, how, when the fuck is this going to end, mm-hmm. right? It, there's, a, there's a level, I think, of appreciation that you have to have for that in the sense of, like, hey, when it's over, it's over. Mm-hmm. You can't go back. You can't undo it. Once you make that to call to end it, it's over, mm-hmm. you know? As excited as you are right in this moment, you know, we could go back to gender being champion. Could. Okay. Listen, if you if they would just I'm I'm cool with having the long champion and like, oh, 
you know, whatever. But then you oversee, you're welcome. Once about a year hits, I'm kind of ready for the, usually. That's usually been my mark. When yeah. Punk was champion for about a year, yeah. it's like, okay, Cena. I'm like, like even, like, I love MJF, but, like, once that year hit, I yeah. was like, okay, we can get to someone else. Okada, like, when he had his three-year run, I was like, I'm ready for this yeah. to be done. New now. Japan's weird because... The, they don't do defenses like every month or whatever. It's like every like four months. So like, it doesn't feel as it's, it feels like reigns is where it's like they, they wrestle every like four months or five yep. months. So it's like, it's like the special occasion thing when that the, pop is going to be so freaking big when he, when he bends him, when that three hits. Yeah. It's still going to be a situation, a little bit of like, he did it. Yes, he did it. It you will be, I mean? it'll be and like, that's thank what's gonna God. Be, yeah. It's going to be like, Oh, we did it. Right. So I think, I think it'd be okay. I don't think it's gonna, okay. it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be annoyed still. <laughs> no, stop it. Yeah, I'll cry with him the next night on Raw. Yeah, or oh SmackDown my, oh or whatever. God. His next pro- his promo. I'll cry. I'll cry with him. Oh, Jesus, he we can was, we can he was crying at the post damn presser yesterday. And I was like, would you just stop suck making it up? me crying? Why is it if all I gotta go is hey? Yeah. <laughs> and he just blabber blabbers. It is my goodness. It's not, like, it's not like it's been recently. I don't know. Maybe that's, his, me. maybe that's callous of me. I don't know. That, that's that, that might mean. be a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, maybe a little. Bit. I don't know. Especially I like I mean, I've never had that feeling of grief before, so I guess I can't really relate. But damn, yeah. He, he, when he says it, you cry. Like when you when you when I say the word, like if he in his own promos goes dusty and then he starts crying, go, dude, you can't even say his name. Yeah. Like he like he he liked dusty. I, I have so many jokes. Well, let's wrap it up here. <laughs> Next week, listen, I don't know. Here's the deal. We may have to have an emergency podcast. We're I don't know. Huh? You don't think so? No. For tonight? Yeah. Listen, if they make the Super Bowl, we'll just talk about it next week. No, 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 not, not that. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, we may have to have, like, a quick hitter during the week or something to encapsulate some of the feelings that I'm having. Just say when next week. I don't know, man. We may not have, listen. What do you Listen, mean we're not going to... We what? may not have <laughs> the opportunity to talk about it f- when it's fresh in our minds, Mike. Fresh in our minds. Instant react. Not tonight, tonight. Not not literally, but... You're telling me right now Lions win today. You're not going to lose your shit a little bit. I'll be happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to cry like a baby, just so we're clear. Yeah. And then, I'll, I'm, and then I'll go, okay, Super Bowl time. How dare you? What? How dare you? What do you mean? How dare you? How I, I don't shit on your dreams when LeBron goes to the finals. Yeah, then when he loses, you shot <laughs> my dreams. What do you mean? That's not my fault, though, because he lost. It's not my fault. Not actively rooting against him, usually. You, you are. No, it depends on the It has depended on the year. Mm-hmm. Like, I was rooting against him against the Heat the last time he won it because I just thought it would have been funny as shit that the mm-hmm. eight seed won it. Yeah. That would have been funny. I just think that would have been. Because then everybody would be like, oh, you lose with AC. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, know, you know how that goes. All right. This show's been running and along. We, and we don't root against him. Yeah. You never do. I've definitely rooted against him in the past. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's going to be it for this week. I heard, I heard it's actually sacrilegious to root against LeBron. Is it? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah. Well, 80% of the country is sacrilegious. sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> That's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, we're talking Super Bowl. Next week, we're talking Fallout from the Rumble. Next week, we're talking God knows who what. We may be talking about Lions losing coordinators. We never know, right? There's a lot of stuff to talk about next week, but that's yeah, going to be next even, week. We won't even talk about the Pistons. No, that is, I, I can guarantee you that's not happening. 
They win two games in a row, then we can talk. All right, how about that? Did they? Oh, they lost the win. Yeah, they, they lost yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. For this week's show on behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merc, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker. We will see you guys as always next time. Go Lions!